0: I do regularly have to put bayonets on my nipples. I know. Listen, you think <laughs> I'd have learned my lesson by now and just invested in a, a pair of pasties? Are pasties reusable? Fame. What's up, everybody? This is the Console Crusade podcast. I'm trying to be nonchalant. I'm chill. It's not a big deal. I've been doing this, and this every week. Multiple times a week. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> so You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm I'm EJ Olson. This is a video game podcast. This is Nick Durheim. This is also a video game podcast.
1: Hi, hello. This is the <laughs> video game podcast.
0: <laughs> we're finally doing it. Dude, I mean, okay, so when we started this podcast, we we're like, or maybe I was like, we need to have a bit, man. So everybody knows when they hear it, it's the console Crusade. And it's just evolved to us just awkwardly being like, well, now we're doing this thing.
1: I think the bit is basically covered by the little audio thing we do at the beginning.
0: That is a an evolution of the bit and I appreciate that. The little little jingle and the little
1: thing and then more of the jingle. Also, who started the jingle in the front of a podcast? Is it just copying like TV shows? Like radio programs don't really have like a well they kind of have like a little whooshing sound effect or whatever and built the morning, blah, 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 you know <laughs> that kind of stuff, but you know that's a really good question. I don't know the the origin of having a little uh, stinger. Would you call it a stinger? What would you what would you call that? I think that depends on the length. I think a, a stinger is more of an interstitial kind of thing, mm. okay. which some podcasts do, especially if they have enough of a following to actually have advertisements where they can transition between pre recorded stinger slash talk about Blue Apron and some mattress. So what is that? Is it a tag? What, do you, what I mean? What, what would you call that? I don't know. Who cares? Who I don't cares? Know Anyway. It's the Wild West. It's just recording audio, putting it on the internet on an RSS feed and having people with iPhones and Androids download it on their phone automatically and listen to it, maybe.
0: What is an iPhone? Is that like a like a, like a dolphin? Apple's new dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the Concert Crusade podcast and we are back. And I, ooh, I'm cracking a, a cold, fresh LaCroix. What you got there? Is that mango? Is that peach pear? Not, not a sponsor. This is Pomplémou. Ah, oh, pamplemousse. It's it's the uh, it's the worst flavor besides seltzer. Yeah, because it's grapefruit, right? Yeah, which is just an awful flavor experience. <laughs> <laughs> everything about it is unenjoyable. But it's just an awful fruit. <laughs> it's just garbage. My taste buds don't agree with it. But it's the only LaCroix I had in the house. And what would a, a console crusade be without my LaCroix boy? It tastes like grapefruit and bathwater. <laughs> oh God. A lot's happened since last we recorded, but last month it was really cool to shit on LaCroix and be like, it was like a vat of water was transported next to a crate of tangerines. Like, fuck you. Like, like those got really big and then they died, thankfully. Tastes like someone describing to you what a mango tastes like. <laughs> exactly. It's like someone yelled at, you know, strawberry! God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I have to admit, and I don't know if I've done this on the podcast, though I've told you. Let me just take a sip here before I... I desecrate the name of LaCray. Hmm. Oh, that's great proof. So at work, they stock up on Bubbly, which I'd never heard of Bubbly until I started working at this company. But then I started seeing ads for bubbly on internet
1: videos, on television. Like is bubbly relatively new? I've never heard of it still, except for that one time you sent me a picture of you holding it. Huh. So I think it might be I might be one of those things where your phone heard you say the name out loud so then Instagram's like, "Oh, they said it out loud. We better advertise to this motherfucker." Dude, All the time.
0: You remember uh, when Zuck was on trial and he, and he was he found every way under the sun to deny that our apps listen to us and then cater advertising based on the things it hears. I mean in every possible way he tried to deny it and then he was like What don't you understand about my answer, Judge? I got all like fucking snappy with her and shit.
1: Yeah, the only thing I remember from that is him being really bad at drinking water.
0: That was really awkward. You remember that barbecue video where he's like, "Oh, I'm smoking meats. I'm I'm smoking meat.
1: Smoking. Look at me. I'm wearing jeans like a human person and wearing these sandals. I am not going to be your president, but I might be. I am a robot. Please, please, please. I don't like. I don't
0: understand. I know it's like a. Again, it's one of those things that kind of got big on the internet. was like, oh, he's an alien or he's a robot or something. But anyway, bubbly. It's got 10 milligrams of sodium in it, you see. So, like the flavor is technically, I mean, it's just a lot better than LaCroix. And I I was very tepid with that, uh, you know, analysis initially where I was like, "Uh, I I feel bad. This isn't LaCroix. LaCroix is my drink. And I guess it's gotten to a point where it's like, dude. The orange bubbly is just so fucking good, it's like an orange soda. Like, just straight up.
1: I don't believe you, but a little bit of sodium does go a long way, so that I do believe.
0: Yeah, so anyway, today I feel like we could talk about a number of things. We could be good old boys and just follow up our pre-E3 pod with a post-E3 pod, (laughs) but that was so...
1: And I don't even remember, that's a a foggy memory in the annals of history, and there's literally no way I could ever go back and listen to that podcast and... (laughs) And reconfirm what we talked about, so. What was that, three months ago? Yeah, that was like, that was like 30 years ago. Oh, shit. I was just uh, a sparkle in my mother's eye. <laughs> Dude, we look
0: good for 55. <laughs> like,
1: look at us. No, that was two months ago, so that's Two months like, ago. That's too far back. I can't even think about it. <laughs> no, no one cares either. I, E3
0: is, is long gone. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about E3 just in bringing up Super Smash Bros., which we are going to talk about.
1: Yeah, big surprise. It's only like both
0: of our favorite series. Smash Bros. is definitely on my top 10, which our listeners
1: would know, but I never released that episode. What series do you like more than Smash Bros. as a whole, though? What let's, series? Let's, let's boil it down. Uh, do, you like, do you like Pokemon more? No. Do you like Elder Scrolls more? No. You just like the one. That Okay, that is a goddamn good point when I think of, of series. As a whole, Smash Bros., pound for pound, it's a winner. Even 64, which nobody actually really likes, but it's like one of the best 64 games out of the 10 that you want to play. Well, let's just dive into Smash then. Let's just do it. I was going to maybe save that for last, but we're here. Let's just do it. Speaking of 64, man. Dude, the E3 Direct where they just spent 20 minutes talking about Smash Bros. I was in for it. Everyone in the group chat was kind of pissy. Well, mostly it was Drew and Chris. They're like, this is too much Smash. I'm like, this is as much Smash as I would ever want. So I, I actually do remember that morning very well. I
0: went to work a few hours late. And I, I had to go to the DMV that morning. It was perfectly planned so I could watch the direct while I waited in line at the DMV. And I actually ended up missing the direct because I went to one DMV and they were so full. I had to drive clear across the other side of town 20 minutes away to the other DMV. So I actually yeah. missed the live direct. I was listening to it a little bit in my car, but like I couldn't see anything. So like, That's a bummer, dude. Yeah, at red lights, I would stop and be like what's happening, I could try to look at it and it didn't quite work, but I do recall afterward after I recapped it I was like that was a really solid direct. They announced a bunch of bunch of games I wanted to play and they did a shit ton of smash stuff and yeah, some of the guys were not not so happy.
1: I mean, it's clearly it was weaker than last year, but last year they were they just launched a new console and they had to prove to everyone that it was going to be worth getting for the next couple of years basically. So they they showed a lot more future games. As opposed to this year, they didn't even show, like, Yoshi. They didn't talk about Metroid at all. They didn't really talk about Pokemon too much, but games are coming out in a few months. But it's not the Pokemon that people wanted, so it's like, it wasn't as exciting, I get that.
0: No, and and I think Nintendo knows that those games are going to sell how they're going to sell, so, like, there's no need to go overboard with those, right? There's no need to sort of beat that into us. It's like, okay, yeah. we know it's there. I'm just burping on the pod here. That's what I get for drinking LaCroix. Should be drinking Bubbly. Oh, fuck. No, Bubbly is, uh... More carbonated, but less harsh. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it, it's, it
1: makes me way more gaseous. And there's nothing that you're not more than is gaseous. That made a lot of sense. Anyway. So, the one thing that, coming out of that direct,
0: the big thing for me, was the fact that they announced that all characters ever are
1: playable, Dude, right? That was such a cool moment, where you just see Snake pop out of the box. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was like, that was the least foreseen kind of thing, right? Because. Yeah. I had said ice climbers, and that's that was pretty much a shoe in And you said like champion Link being different, and that's like kind of different, but whatever. But just Snake showing up, and then Wolf, and then Young Link. So there's three Links now. That's just, that was just a really cool kind of thing. I remember sometime in the last year having a Twitter dialogue
0: with you, and I think Brian Altano was the catalyst for this. Maybe I was replying to a tweet of his that you had replied to. I don't remember. But y'all shat on me pretty good when I was like, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect a sequel, not even a sequel. Like, this isn't even a sequel. These games are iterative, right? So mm. it makes perfect sense. I think it's also reasonable for us to be mad when it doesn't happen that the new game contains everything from the last game and then some, right? You build upon what happened five, six what years ago, whatever. or Four
1: years ago? When did I... Smash 4 came out. Holy shit. Not even four years ago. Wow. Well, it'll be more than four years by the time Smash comes out. Right. just by like two months. Right, so. right.
0: So anyway, I, I just feel like, yeah, again, for an iterative series like that, you know, it's, it's, why is that unreasonable for us to expect that, hey, all the characters you've ever
1: made should be in there? There's no precedent for that. The only game that's had all the characters from the game before is Melee. Brawl had characters cut out. Smash 4 had characters cut out from Brawl
0: in 2018 when going into developing a game like i think it's i don't think it's unreasonable for us to expect that and the discourse surrounding it was like y'all are needy and
1: shut the fuck up which i get i get that i mean that's that's my stance basically is don't be like don't be setting your expectations unreasonably and i don't think it's reasonable to expect like it's cool to like hope for it but it's the same thing that of people getting mad at star wars it's like don't get your expectations too high and then you won't get let down as hard and it's really annoying to hear people complain about something that you're excited for. But I also get that it's it's annoying to be down on something and to hear everyone super stoked about it. Yeah, that's not a great feeling. Feeling left out.
0: Some people do that for the fun of it, right? They just want to be contrarian for contrarian's sake. And that's how they oh, feel special. But it can be fun, but it's it, it brings people down. Yeah, it's not it's not where I want to be. I want to enjoy things with people. I want to be in on it, man. And so anyway, the moment when they revealed it, that was, that was fun. But after the dust settled, it was kind of like, well, good, they fucking should have done this. This is this is exactly what they should do, and it is difficult for me to want to reward the company or praise the company for doing something they should be doing. Like, congratulations, you, you, you've you now done what any other company would have done, and you're making this big special moment. And that's kind of Nintendo's MO, right? They
1: play catch up and then make it, they do the Apple thing. I, like, I just like to look at it in the context of fighting games in general, and... When has anyone ever been happy about a new fighting game? <laughs> like, I just remember Street Fighter V having a huge debacle when it came out. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite wasn't even played at Evo. Uh, Tekken 7 took like five years to come from arcade to consoles. Like, that's... What ha- what happened there? Right. Like, it's just, it's just a weird kind of genre. It's a very niche kind of thing, except for Smash Bros. That's like... It's a party game as well as a fighting game. Right. So there's low stakes and high stakes. So it's just a really kind of diverse crowd that's looking into it so no matter what you do someone's gonna be mad so you just kind of have to pull back the the bullshit and just be like i like this i'm excited about this it's really cool that there's 103 stages and 28 hours of music and like that kind of stuff's really cool and some people would be mad like oh it's too much like smash 4 it's just a, a reskin it's an up res it's a whatever it's mario kart 8 deluxe it's, it's a port of a four-year-old game like <laughs> whatever. Who cares? <laughs>
0: well, the thing is, at least with Mario Kart 8, it was like, hey, this is a port. We gave you a couple of new things. We gave you the DLC. But it was like, this is a port, period. Cool. I'm totally happy with ports. But be upfront about it. Like, Splatoon 2 was a port, and they charged me, you know, full price for a game I thought I was getting something more out of. And don't get me wrong, I love the game, but it was a fucking port. Uh, with They trickled DLC into. But... As far as Smash goes, I would have been happy with with a port, right? But this is obviously something I think much more special, right? It looks faster. People who played it, was it at E3, I'm assuming, then?
1: It was at E3. They also had it playable at Comic-Con, and it'll be... They'll have versions of it playable from Here to Eternity at every big show. Right.
0: Uh, Some of the guys that we listened to were talking about it, and they said it feels very distinct. They were like, this is the biggest departure... Or biggest departure maybe isn't the right way to describe it. It is the most distinct feeling between any other iteration of uh, Smash Bros. And so, how true that is was that was it based on conditions? Like, was he using a Joy-Con? Like, how I don't know how truthful that is or how
1: you know reliable. What I know is every time they've had it playable for the public, and I don't know if this is different for like behind closed doors, but everyone's been using a Pro controller. Okay, but I mean I don't believe it'll be the biggest departure just because of how vastly different melee was from 64 and then how different brawl was from melee like those are pretty big jumps it seems like it's been getting less different each time so i'm curious to know what experience this person had and that caused him to say that and
0: if that's gonna hold true or if he was just being hyperbolic because he's on a podcast and that's what he has to do
1: i mean there's just a lot of like little things and there are things that could have been done in like a balance update but they're just in this version like rolling stales over time so you have less invincibility or having a directional air dodge again and not being able to air dodge infinitely so it's a more aggressive kind of uh, stance like trying to push it towards people fighting instead of playing more defensively and like holding out the clog. seems like it's balanced a little bit more towards a competitive kind of standpoint i also did like i don't know what your stance is on this but the term echo fighters being introduced and Uh, showing off a new character and Daisy being an Echo of Peach. I think that's a cool way to add different characters without having to go whole hog into creating a new move list. And they've done that in the past, but it just didn't have a term. And people complain about it. It's like, oh, the time you spent copying and pasting this character and tweaking some of the moves could have been used to make a new character. But I'm pretty fine with that, especially since if you look at other fighting games, there are a lot of characters that have the same move list, but they're just slightly different. So, like, I'm not too, like, but heard about that. It's just like, oh, cool, I can play as Krom because I like the character Krom and this game is all about the fan service. If you have a favorite character, you can play that favorite character and that's cool.
0: No, I'm totally okay with it. The only thing that irks me about it is, am I gonna have to, like, click on, you know, am I gonna have to click on Roy to bring up Krom or is Krom gonna have his own character select icon? They
1: they talked about that in the last Direct. Did they? Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, there's like, uh, there's two different modes. You can either have it so each uh, character has their own portrait or it'll be like a picture in picture and you can swap between the two.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I like—I would like it if they all have their own icon. And even, you know, I think it's good that they came out and announced that these are Echo characters, right? To sort of let people know that we understand that these are quote-unquote clone characters but now there's like a reason for it, right? And like you said, people getting upset like, well, you know, you could have taken this time to craft a new character and it, it's not that easy and it's not that Quick, right? Yeah, especially as right. anal retentive as Sakurai is, right? So now, Echo Fighters, it's more of a justification to say, okay, we're going to take ninety percent of the work's been done on Roy. We're gonna we're gonna give Crom Ike's up B, and we're gonna tweak his his pacing a little bit, make him a little slower. Mm-hmm. But it saved all this time and, and effort. And but you're getting a new character, so people should hopefully understand and say, hey, getting. I mean, I don't know, like say somebody wanted a, a Chrono or an Isaac from. From Golden Sun, right? Building a whole new character like that is going to take so much more time than copying and pasting a current Fire Emblem character onto another Fire Emblem character. Yeah, you got so many to choose from. (laughs) Yeah, so it's so I'm totally okay with it, and I hope there's more than they've announced. Oh, you know there will be. There has to be. There will be. But I mean, like, I mean, we go down the the entire roster and and think of a a parallel right for so many of these
1: characters i did see a post on reddit that literally they went through every single character and gave them a echo fighter possibilities <laughs> really okay I, yeah I, I need to pull that up it was really dumb some of them are really egregious stretches too dude yoshi and birdo dude i hate that why birdo doesn't flutter jump show me one time birdo's flutter oh jumped. wow okay okay those are the small tweaks right how many more marios can we get in this game Every single Mario that has a outfit in Mario Odyssey. I want Samurai Mario. I mean, just look at the sword-based characters, right? Link, Young Link, Toon Link, Marth, Roy, Lucina, Ike, Krom, Corrin, Robin. Didn't Didn't Sakurai mention that in the direct? Or did he mean, was that something I read on Twitter? It'd be really tight to see Lynn, but I don't know if her fighting style is close enough to anyone who's currently in Smash. I think it'd have to be a whole new character. Who's Lynn? She's from the first... Uh, Western Fire Emblem game on Game Boy Advance. The one that I rented, but you didn't rent because apparently you'd only remember Sacred Stones and I never played that. Oh. We've been over this a hundred times, I, know. I it, swear to God. It's
0: just so weird that we have this shared memory that isn't real, apparently. It's Baron stain <laughs> Yeah, right? Nelson Mandela came into our home in the middle of the night and took our Game Boy cartridges. Is that how that works? Nelson Mandela as portrayed by Sinbad. Oh, Sinbad! <laughs> oh... You know, I did a lot of research into the whole Sinbad thing, man, because I swear to God, I remember... That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say out loud. <laughs> Yo, I remember... I did a lot
1: of research into the whole Sinbad
0: thing. Okay? I like friend of the podcast, Trevor Chafee.
1: Oh, my God. You're just not good at Google, dude.
0: And I had all these memories, like, of knowing that there was a Kazam, right? Or there was a Shazam with Shaq. Is that the one? Knowing that there was one and thinking to myself, oh, this movie is a ripoff of the Shaq movie. Like... It's so crazy how many other people had that same memory of thinking, well, this is a rip-off. Knowing that the Shaq movie was real. Anyway. Kazam was the Shaq movie. Kazam was. Okay.
1: Yeah. raise the genie in a boombox.
0: So off the top of your head, what are a couple of Echo Fighters that would be simple that you would want to see? That I would want to see or that I think are actually going to happen? That you want to see. It's a tough question. Mm. Like, dude, Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: Easy. I don't right? want to see Shadow the Hedgehog. I just feel like it's going to happen. Who wants Shadow? Be real. Be reasonable with me. <laughs> All of the out of control Sonic Hedgehog fans that for some reason oh, like still exist. You and me, right? Like you're like you're talking about us, <laughs> dude. Here's the thing.
0: I have a lot of Sonic fan films that I am embarrassed or would be embarrassed if anyone were to see said films, or even to understand the nature of the films.
1: I'm going to cut you off right there yeah, and transition <laughs> into literally anything else. I don't know. Like, uh, I think Proto Man would be a good uh, fit for Mega Man. I'm trying to think. Is he an assist trophy? Or no, he's a part of the... He's in Mega Man's Final Smash. Okay, that's I what I thought. The base is that giant headgear, so I don't think he'd be a good fit for a an Echo. And Mega Man X is like tall and differently shaped, and I feel like they would keep that chibi kind of style for the... It matches the, the aesthetic of the old Mega Man games a lot better. I'm disappointed that we're not going to get an X. X would have been
0: really fucking cool. Or Zero. Like, that's just... I want to see that in Smash, man.
1: A Zero assist trophy. That's cool.
0: I mean, I'm, f- I'm fine with that. I don't give a fuck about assist trophies, man. I just don't care.
1: I've got Amiibo now. Zero's already in way too many fighting games. Perfect template. Mm. Anyway. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think Mario games need any more representation, except maybe, like, Wart could be cool. He's been in one game. I don't think he really needs that much more. He's fine. Keep him keep him in the past. Keep that weird that weird frog man in Mario 2. You know who would be cool in this game? Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Waluigi.
0: I think Waluigi's still going to happen. I think it's going to happen. That'd be the ultimate troll. Dude, Sakurai he
1: likes to have fun every now and again. I mean, yeah, you saw the the King K rule reveal. That was so cool. Oh my gosh, King <laughs> K rule awesome. I still listen to that music every now and then just to get hyped, <laughs> <laughs> just to get stoked out of your gourd. That sick violin just, or a trumpet just just like getting ready to fight, dude. Good meme material in that uh,
0: in that last little video there. All
1: of the the videos have been pretty pretty good for the memory, the memories. Yeah, man, just Mega Man getting stabbed through the heart by Ridley. (laughs) Oh my God! So, what are we missing? What What were
0: some of the other big things that happened in the E3 Direct before we move on to the last Direct?
1: Well, I mean, the most the thing I remember the most were the character reveals, and there was some like balance. Like he spent like ten minutes just talking about, oh, olimar's face shield gets cracked if he gets attacked, but don't worry, it it gets better. Just like little little tiny things. You're just like, I don't really care about this, but I really like that you're dedicated enough to tell us all the little changes you made. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to pad that direct out a little bit. Very into it. Like- but, I mean, I don't know if it was the last direct where they showed like a lot of the returning 3DS stages, and I didn't spend too much time about that. It was just like, here's what Inkling plays like. So and at the end, here's Ridley. We've only got
0: five new character announcements, and then how many Echoes? Three Echoes?
1: We have five new characters?
0: Yeah, we do. Five. Yeah, Inkling, Ridley, Simon, King Kiro. So four new characters, actually. And then Richter is a, an Echo of Simon, obviously. And
1: then we also got Krom and uh, Dark Samus. But I don't think they've they've grouped up the old Echoes except for Dark Pit. I think he's the only other Echo that they've grouped together as such. Unless they did that with Lucina and I just didn't notice on the actual Smash page.
0: They did change her. Sorry, I'm just looking at this, this Smash roster and it, it, it gets so weird towards the end. A lot of characters. 67 characters so far.
1: Well, that's not counting Echoes, but... Oh, you're right. It's not counting Echoes. Because that's uh, six Echoes, right? So that puts us at 73. 73. There's a pretty good chance, I think, of hitting 80. Well, I saw speculation
0: that based on the new game mode they announced, uh, whatever the tournament mode is, where
1: after every round you're forced to select a new character. I don't think that's something to base a a total number on, though. Well, did you see the reasoning behind that? about how yeah but it's dumb (laughs) like they thought it has to be divisible by three and four and two so it'd have to be divisible by 12 so it'd have to be like 60 or 72 or 84 right i don't i don't i don't follow that logic like i i follow the logic but i don't think that matters i don't think they're determining their their roster based on that's that mode and i don't think they were like oh man we have a perfectly divisible number by 12 i think we should do a mode that's Involves three or four players because that's what Smash has always done. Like that, that's dumb. Well, I'm curious though because the mode is so <laughs> dependent on
0: you go through and you fight every, you know, you basically go through every character. Well, what happens when you get to like the last round and there's like, there's not no, it's like, oh, there's only two characters now.
1: That was the last round then.
0: But it doesn't make sense though if the whole point of the game is to play every. It's to go through every character, essentially.
1: The point of the game isn't to go through every character. The point of the game is to fight until there's no more characters to choose anymore. Fair. Okay. Which would be done. I just don't see the... Be like, we need to add four more characters because we don't have a round number. <laughs> we don't have a round number. Like, that's, that's dumb. That's, that's reaching hard. All
0: right. All right. Fair enough. Well, what other game modes have we gotten before we jump into speculation?
1: Because I, I want to speculate. Um, there was that mode. There was the tournament mode. There was the... I don't remember what they call. It. I think that the one you're talking about before is called Smashdown, I believe. And then there was one where you choose three characters or five characters, and after each stock, you change to a different character. Oh, they also showed uh, classic mode. Right, right. And that's like character dependent, which I thought was pretty fun. We we th- we haven't seen anything about uh target practice, correct?
0: Home run contest? No,
1: we haven't seen uh, mini games really or uh, events. I hope they do a, a regular, like a real target practice. I didn't like the the weird one they had in the last game where they we were hitting that that bomb. No, no, it's... it was like a weird. It was like a weird Angry Birds thing. Like I get it. It was like a one size fits all. You could do that with each character, but there wasn't enough variety. I don't, not a fan of that. No, come on, yeah. Br- again, bring back, bring back the OG bring, man. Bring back board the platforms, dude. That was a mode that you probably never played because it was on Smash sixty four only. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I have this vague recollection.
0: Describe this to me.
1: So each character has a specific stage that they are running through and they're trying to board the platforms. They're trying to land on these platforms and then right. they light up. So it's like an obstacle course, but it's more about the mobility as opposed to knowing your attacks like target practices. But it's also uh, a, time, a timed mode, so you're trying to like beat, beat the best time. But I liked it because it was like a tutorial on how to move around as each character so like pikachu had this zigzagging course and at the very end you had to like jump up on a platform jump up on a, a second platform like double jump to that platform and the last one he had to double jump and then use his quick attack his up b twice to get to the final platform so it was basically like it was teaching you how to move as each character that's a much cleverer way of teaching somebody the game i think You know, if you're teaching
0: somebody the nuances of each character, you're incentivizing, reach this goal at the end, right? And and then if you incentivize it further by doing character or stage unlocks or something, right? Mm. Uh, I think that's really cool.
1: I can see why they only did uh, break the targets after that because there is quite a bit of overlap as far as just navigating around and doing the thing, but I just liked it, okay? It was just a cool thing.
0: How old were you when Smash 64 came out? Or when you got Smash 64? I
1: don't know. I probably got Smash 64. I, mean, I got Melee when it came out. Or a couple, like a month after because I got it for Christmas. But Smash 64 I would have gotten probably around when it came out also. Or the year after. So between 99 and 2000 at yeah. that point. So I was like 8 or 9 years old. Gotcha. Or 9 or 10 years old I guess. So this, this last uh, game mode. There's been some weird internet speculation, right? Well, it's not even speculation about the name. They figured that out because of clever uh, video editors and going by frame by frame.
0: All I saw was that somebody like supposedly you know, reverse engineered the, the, the pixelization.
1: They literally did that. So whoever edited together the video, yeah. they didn't take a static image and edit it and then do that. They took the image in after effects and shrunk it down to fit the screen like it was started out zoomed in then like zoomed out right so then then they put a pixel filter over that one segment of the screen so it didn't take data outside of the screen so it had like a, a weird a gaussian blur on like a few of the, the bottom pixels so as it zoomed in you could see the the top of the letter then the middle of the letter then the bottom of the letter and then people oh. went frame by frame and stitched it together and they could figure out what it said in the English and the Japanese version, so they verify that it's the same in both one. So, we... Wow, I did not know that. And they got the logo, too. <laughs> Definitively. Yeah, pretty it, much, yeah. It's Spirits? Yeah, it's Spirits, and it has, like, a little flame kind of logo. Okay, so I
0: thought that was just speculation based on... I mean, I thought that could have been completely wild At Like, unless
1: they, they thought that that would happen, and they, like, left a red herring, that's, that's the name of the game mode. I mean, you don't know what it is based off of that. And we also don't know what the pixelated image is on the, the sidebar. Well, I'm, I'm curious then,
0: based on that hilarious little intro sequence where Luigi, poor guy, oh, just man. gets terrified, I I absolutely know. spooked, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he, gets, he gets fucking murdered. gets murked. He had it coming. So So that seems like a very clear,
1: to me then, connection to the spirit mode, and I think... Eh, I don't know about that. I don't think character intros really have too much weight, unless they like have a literal like story mode and they weave it into that. But I also don't think that a story mode would sit on the main menu like that. You don't think? No, because it hasn't done that before. It always sits in like the there's either like a solo tab that has like classic adventure and all star like it did in melee, or it's in games and more like it was in the last two games.
0: I don't. Right, that seems that seems too. Past is precedent, my dude. Nah, I don't know. Okay? That, that seems that that could be a coin cost. It's a coin a, a cost. Uh,
1: a coin toss. A cost. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> How something like that gets determined, right? Like that seems like you could just. That's fair, but I'm just saying, based on what sure. we've seen before, the Smash for 3DS, that was a uh, Smash run. And then Smash for Wii U, that was, uh, God, that awful Smash board game thing. Oh, so, yeah, I can't remember the name uh, of it. Garbage. Yeah, forget it. I don't want to think about it. Smash Tour.
0: <laughs> oh, i saw, I saw some uh, people drawing comparisons between you know Smash Run on the 3DS had the same green in the icon, right? And mm-hmm. then Smash Tour had a lighter green. So people were thinking, oh, this is just going to be uh, Smash Run or an iteration of Smash Run. I could see that.
1: I mean, they could just call it Spirits. It seems weird to me. Spirits is such an oddly specific thing. I just think it would make sense for it to be like, if you open up the game, what is something you would want to jump into right away? And I don't think a story mode really fits that. I think you want to do like your multiplayer would just smash and then a different kind of multiplayer that's sort of adjacent. I feel like that that makes sense. And then have your gallery and then have your games and more on the right side. Like, it's just balanced that way. As all things should should be. be.
0: You know, this is is one of those Catch-22s where... If we don't get Smash Run, I'm going to be really pissed. But if that green icon turns out to be just an iteration of Smash Run, i will be fucking pissed that it's not a subspace sequel. I
1: right? liked Smash Run, but I wouldn't be mad if it wasn't there. There was enough about it that I didn't like that could be fixed and improved, and it would be better, but I don't think it would be good, per se. It was just like a... I think we were just in that warm afterglow of being like, we have Smash Bros. on a handheld, and that's dope, and we're all sitting in a garage playing smash run together but then we don't know if it's a race at the end or if it's a battle at the end or if it's a climb the top thing at the end like the ending mode was bad sure and during it like it wasn't that fun so it was kind of like it was just fun to play smash bros but it wasn't fun to play smash run
0: (laughs) i would disagree i agree well i agree first off that there are things that need to be fixed like the ending should always be a battle but I like the idea of going through this obstacle course and fighting things and you're, you're, you're building up different buffs or whatever that you're going to take into the final battle. But Smash Run was the only way I played Smash 3DS on my own. I, I mean, every night I would play that in bed and I would hmm. do three, four, five Smash Runs and, you know, a couple battles and go to bed. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I
1: never really played it uh, by myself.
0: Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be perfectly happy if they were to improve that and bring
1: it back, and I'll be upset if they don't. But again, if... I don't think they would put that on the main screen, though, because mm. the Switch is also a, a console, so it has to be like we're all looking at the same screen. Right. I don't think they would do this rote sort of mode where it has like a split screen kind of aspect to it. I think that'd be really weird.
0: So then hopefully this is a big... I mean, it's on the main menu screen, so I think that right there in and of itself implies that this is probably, hopefully, something big. It just has to be better than Smash Tour. Goodness sake. I mean, that, that's not even a... That is not even a standard, right? Like, anything is better than the Smash Tour, so saying it should be better than the Smash Tour is like... That's a
1: cop-out. Like, oh, great, they did it, guys. It's better than the Smash Tour. Like, fucking congratulations. I mean, they made that once, so... If they can mess up that big one time, they can mess up that big two time. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't like, "Hey guys, regular battles have been placed by this board game." Welcome to Animal
0: Crossing. Like it wasn't like that. It was it, they tried oh. something new. It's this weird offshoot. Like, okay,
1: you tried, you yeah. failed. Yeah, I have no speculation or any idea in my mind of what that what that mode could possibly be. So here's, I honestly think
0: that intro sequence does tie into to whatever this could potentially be. Did they announce? I can't remember now the fucking reaper there death right mm. is that a boss in smash bros one of the new bosses that they announced
1: no they just uh showed him as a stage hazard for the castlevania stage, stage. Hazard. okay for dracula's castle same with the the mummy and the frankenstein man and the flea dude and okay dracula himself was like the weird thing they showed dracula but he was a boss for a stage that wasn't the castlevania stage it just kind of looked like it it had but it had it went on further. It was wider and didn't have the drop down like the the real fighting stage had. Hmm. So I feel like there's going to be some sort of boss attacks either during the single player or I don't know if it's going to be a fully featured single player. like Well, you know, fully featured, but you know, like how subspace was where it had like a story. Yeah. But I feel like there's going to be like an adventure mode where you're going to be fighting bosses because they also showed Rathalos from uh, Monster Hunter and the stage that right. he was on wasn't shown in the stage select like breakout that they should, that they put on the the website and it's just a flat stage. Like they've shown, remember the fight against like Rayquaza in subspace. Right. Like it was like that where I was just like, this is just a flat stage.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think the spirits thing and the whole Luigi in the beginning and, and the little boss fight with, you know, whether he turns out to be a boss on a stage or strictly a stage hazard, I don't know, but I think it all sort of ties in together.
1: And that's going to be this new mode, right? that would be interesting. They haven't done that before with the other character reveals, like with Mega Man and Greninja. Those were just cool things. Because they. it's not like they introduced Luigi,
0: right? Like, I know it was a way to introduce the Castlevania characters, right? Where it was like, Weege gets killed and then the guy comes out to be like, I'm going to save the day. But I just think that was an interesting way to showcase it and having that spirit. I, I just feel like it's connected. Okay. and It's all connected. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Alex Jones <laughs> on you here. When all is said and done, we're going to look back at them and be like, ah, I see what they're doing. Like, all these big bad bosses, you know, they're stealing our Smash character spirits,
1: man. And we have to go ghost bust their ass. All right? I, yeah, I guess there's, like, a little bit of credence to that where they've really focused on heroes versus their, their big bads, their villains. I think it'd be we cool. We saw that with the introduction of King K. Rool with Donkey and Diddy with their eyes popping out through the glass. <laughs> That's nice.
0: Grade A <laughs> meme material seriously so i have new link and i have simon belmont are those are the only two on my list that have come to fruition so far i don't know what the either of our lists were so. <laughs> okay
1: okay oh my goodness <laughs> it's somewhere I deep i just know in that i got <laughs> fuck and then i guessed like three different mans i think i had Bomberman and Rayman, which Bomberman was already shown as a an assist trophy so that was already a, a flush for me I don't know how we're going to find this in a group chat. Oh, it's going to be far back. as deep. Andrew, I, I messaged him asking if he remembers what we talked about and if there's anything we should follow up on. And he said that he remembers being adamant about Waluigi being in Smash and that you took his side.
0: Uh, Here's the thing about Andrew. And hey, Andrew, I hope you're listening. If I didn't hear you say it directly, I don't believe it was said. <laughs> Andrew's is an exaggerator. And that sounds like something he's just saying to like spark... Something, I don't know what, but I don't believe that. Here's the thing I'm not not convinced, okay? I'm not not convinced.
1: I think you should be. Waluigi talk I remember specifically was us going over our predictions and Drew predicting it. I remember saying that Waluigi is a sexual predator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they can't be in Smash because of the law. That's just so, the law. <laughs> so I'm in our
0: group chat. I am currently on June 10th. How far back do we go with this?
1: Our last podcast, we posted like June 5th, and that was with Andrew, so that wasn't even our predictions. So the Smash thing, we, we did a live pod. Was that when... That was not
0: with Dre. That was... We did a pod before that. May 2nd. Oh, Christ.
1: Was that the live pod? Well, I mean, it was kind of... Well, live. the I mean, live we were,
0: pod. You know what I mean? Where they where they were texting us mid-pod, and we were...
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the one mid-pod, because that was after the Splatoon uh, Direct, where they showed that there was going to be a Smash Bros. Mm. That was... That was a while ago, my guy. God damn it. Okay, I'm in May. I'm in May, bud. Back when we were at our blistering monthly <laughs> podcast pace. I feel like every time we get on this
0: podcast, I do this part where I say, every time we get on this podcast, we talk about how, oh, we're going to be regular again. Well, here's the thing. It got to a point where we only recorded when I come up to Portland, make you know a couple hour jaunt up north, and you and I get together in person. And, you know, our internet was
1: things, you know, hey man, things happen. To be fair, literally the two times I've, go- I've gone down to your place once a year yep. for like three or four day spans where we had all the time in the world to record and it just never happened. <sighs> but you know what?
0: You came down and we hung hard and Trev and his girl was here and the, and the fucking dog was here and shit. Like, you know, we, we had a good time and I don't regret not recording. All right, I had a good don't regret it, weekend.
1: But I'm but I'm also saying I'm just saying I've, I've <laughs> come down twice <laughs> two times. Both times did not record. Why don't you come it's back not exactly a priority for us because who who cares? It's, uh this is our hobby, all right? You're not just, quitting our day job for this.
0: It's just a fun thing that we do, and we're doing it and guess what? I would like to keep doing it and be more consistent about it now because it's like listen, we can spend fucking an hour and a half on a Tuesday doing this. You know, I just got to make sure I, I get it edited and uploaded in a timely fashion. I still also have, I think, Trevor, the Wii Eulogy, and then Max, the fighting game pod.
1: I thought you already posted the Trevor pod. Uh,
0: maybe I did. Can you confirm or deny that for me, sir? Ah, guess what? I am coming upon our lists, my friend.
1: Oh my god. took Yeah, that was a while ago, huh? Can
0: I edit my Smash character list? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, this is funny. Guardians of the Galaxy will be fun with no more rockets. Said nobody ever. I'm mostly glad Nebula and Gonorrhea are gone. <laughs> Nick, you fucking guy. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I was talking about? Oh, Gonorrhea! Come on, man. Come on, man. I tell you what. Well, my list is is still. We're still not.
1: We're still not far back enough. All right. Oh my god. Well, we po- you posted it on May 2nd, so we probably recorded it at like the end of April. <laughs> I am now on April twenty sixth. That sounds that sounds reasonable. That's a week before. That's about that's that's in your frame. Fuck it, Nick know? says. Let's get Buck Bumble and Gex in there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I still hold true to that. Oh my fucking god, that's hilarious. Who the fuck, dude? You probably have Crash in your list, huh? Or Spyro?
0: I uh, I certainly hope I do, and I hope it happens. Like, what wouldn't happen? Although I could have swore that fucking Shovel Knight was going to be a a, a character just given the success of that game and their dedication to Nintendo's platform. I swear.
1: Nothing is a shoe in when it comes to Sakurai. Sakurai. So no, it didn't happen either. I'm on April 16th, buddy. It's gotta be close. I'm giving you so much credit by saying you're quick when it comes to editing and posting, but we both know it's not true. It's not true. Hey, buddy, I found the list.
0: So, I put... Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Here's my list. A Simon Belmont Breath of the Wild Link. Check, check. Zero? Nah.
1: Arms with palette swapped characters—that's never gonna happen. The arms characters—I don't think it's gonna happen at this point. Uh probably not. Uh Paper Mario—I also don't think that's gonna happen. But it's—it's—that's still possible. So Nick, you put Ice Climbers, Decidueye,
0: Banjo, Springman, and Bomberman. Yeah, Bomberman's already been dunked. Leaf had Arms characters, Shovel Knight, Crash, Minecraft, Ice Climbers. Ice Climbers is the medical metaphorical free space. Chris said. <laughs> I mean, not completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah, Drew had arms character, Rayman, Shovel Knight, Waluigi, and then Dixie or Funky to tie into Tropical Freeze. I think they would have announced that after showing King K. Rool. Yeah. Chris had Shovel Knight, Geno, Travis Touchdown. What? How come I don't remember that? Deep Pole. Crash and and Rayman. So, I think I'm going to be probably 2 of 5 on this one, buddy.
1: I still think it's kind of iffy with Champion Link having a completely different moveset. He's got a different bomb and that's pretty much it and a different grab
0: i i I feel like he's gonna feel different especially considering we now have everyone's gonna feel different because it's a different oh fuck off (laughs) fuck off no i think just because we have young link now which is just a fucking clone right hey man his arrows are on
1: fire that's super cool they should all be on fire wait does champion link still have the gale boomerang bro i don't know i don't remember if that was a thing you could pick up his arrows and shoot two arrows that's cool
0: What are we moving on to, man? Smash Bros. is dense, right? But, you know, we're still four months out from that, right? A little under four months. It's December. Fuck, I was really hoping for a demo at the end of that fucking thing, man. Just, demo available now. There
1: probably will be a demo, or, like, a demo weekend. Yeah, there will be. Like, they've done with Splatoon and ARMS, and... They didn't do that with CART, but, like, they've done that with a lot of other online games.
0: Well, they did it with online games to test the servers, because the nature of the games were so vastly different, they needed to make sure that they could... You know, handle the arms. Doesn't even server based. It's like peer to peer. Has I, to be right. I don't, I don't know any about. I don't know about this fucking science, bro. I don't know. S- Smash Bros. I I feel like it would be more about getting the game out there, like they did with the 3ds and Wii U, or with the 3ds rather than it is, or than it would be about testing the server or doing a weekend. Only. I feel like they're gonna release a proper. demo. It's their
1: big game for this year. It's gonna. It's gonna sell the most for this year. Yeah, it'd be smart of them to give us that taste.
0: Just a, just a hit. Just what they should do. Release a fucking demo and then trickle characters. You know what I mean? One a
1: week. Right? My only problem with them doing a demo is... Like, this happened last time where they had unannounced characters, but they released the demo and the demo got data mined and they saw what characters were unreleased.
0: What, whatever.
1: I, that doesn't bother me. It kind of bothers me because I like, I like announcements. I like not knowing what's happening. Sure. I knew that Simon was coming the night before. I wasn't as excited when it was announced. Not that I really would have been, because I'm not like invested in Castlevania as a franchise. Sure. But if it was like, oh, we've got this, ahead, this like information ahead of time that King K. Rule is going to be announced tomorrow, and then he gets announced, that deflates it, you know? Sure. Like a good announcement. I am, I am susceptible to that kind of advertising. No, I'm all about that. Which that's shocking to hear, honestly. But it's the one of the ones. It's, it's <laughs> the
0: one. <laughs> that and anything scratch and sniff, okay? Let me, Let me smell it. <laughs> Let me smell it. <laughs> Why do you think I like Earthbound so much? Listen, I don't I don't watch or I don't read that, you know, I I was totally fresh going into the into the direct because I'm not on my 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 gaming subreddit just consuming every ounce of content the night before a direct. I knew better.
1: I stayed away. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's my fault for following Source Gaming on Twitter.
0: Oh, see, Twitter's the tricky one where it just pops up in your timeline and, like, okay, I know I didn't mean to read that. Yeah. It so just, They got you. They got me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Eh, whatever. No, I, I think it'd be the way, the way to generate the most hype would be to give us a demo with, like, five characters, right? Or eight characters. I don't know what the number. Eight characters, right? So you can do eight player smash on the demo, I guess. And then do one character a week or or two characters a month until their game comes out, right? So that people are coming back to that demo now every single week for new content. So you're keeping people engaged with your platform, right? Consistently. People are coming back to know, oh, how's this new character gonna play? How's so-and-so gonna play? And then the game drops and everyone buys the game. So just giving us a little bit of new stuff that we can get our hands on, literally everybody would download it and everybody would play it every single week.
1: They could do like one character a day for like two months.
0: That seems a little crazy, Nick. Let's not like get carried
1: away, okay? You're right. They have to be really conservative with how they they hype up this game that's so small in in scope. (laughs) I'm just saying, Nick. I just had a really weird iTwitch. Yeah, you print screen that iTwitch,
0: boy. (laughs) I didn't mean to. I I, Literally, my iTwitch, right as I hit print screen, Like the fucking keyboard (laughs) could freak me out a little bit. I had to get that pose. That's what caused it. I feel like I I look like a fucking crazy person right now. I feel crazy. Smash makes me crazy. Let's fucking move on. (laughs) Let's do a little house cleaning here, okay? House cleaning. hello. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's spring cleaning with the, the Console Crusade podcast. H- housekeeping. House cleaning. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Did I, did I tell you that I pre-ordered the special edition Spider-Man PS4 Pro? I think you did mention that, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely did. You ha- Do you have a PS4 Pro?
0: I do have a PS4 Pro. Okay. Which I'm going to get rid of. When I got right. this new one, because this new one is gorgeous. Are
1: you going to get that TCL 4K TV? What is this? No. It was the, the hotness, because it's cheap. It's using, like, a, a legit panel. It's like a legit LG or Sony panel, but it's, like, $350 for a 55-inch 4K TV. Oh. No, I'm just not
0: ready to upgrade to 4K, man. Because none of my stuff will look good on it.
1: And you got that Xbox That Xbox One. You can get 4K video out of that. I just, I just... I'm not interested. I don't have the
0: the requisite funds to upgrade something I use sparingly, right? Says the guy buying the PS4. (laughs) But no, man, that's a beautiful console. 400 bucks gets you the terabyte model with a physical copy of Spider-Man. Like,
1: that's, that's value, bro. Honestly, the coolest thing about that bundle is the controller. That's fucking gorgeous.
0: Fucking gorgeous.
1: Gorgeous. And to be fair,
0: or to be honest, rather, a lot of the Special edition PlayStations have
1: not been really anything to write home about. Oh, no, not at all. The God of War one was pretty bad. The Monster Hunter one was fine. It was that dark red one. You, you know the Darth Vader one,
0: the OG PS4? Not oh the Battlefront. Not sexy.
1: Yeah, wasn't it just like weird stickers on the controller, too? Like it just, The controller wasn't very good. No, it just wasted of time, wasted of money. Nowhere near as cool as the uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO Xbox 360. I always wanted that. I mean just classy, dude. Classy. Do you see that uh that five hundred million? Oh yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. That dark blue translucent with the copper emblems and stuff. Yeah, Ooh, that yeah. again, yes. how how yes. how rare is that gonna be? How limited? They made fifty thousand of them. Fifty K. So basically those are all gone. You have no hope of getting one, right? I don't think pre orders have even gone up yet. No. And it doesn't go on sale until maybe the end of this month Maybe September I don't. Know. For some reason They launched these things in the
0: UK first Do I always find odd I don't know is there a rhyme or reason to Shipping, it Shipping pipelines stuff like that Like that's the smallest market right Like Japan
1: has to be a bigger market Than the UK for a lot of things I oh, imagine Not for Sony no Sony doesn't do that well in Japan They do okay They've been doing a lot better with this console generation But PS3 okay. did not
0: sell at all I, guess I, I don't mean just for Sony, but just in, like in, for video games in general. Like, I guess maybe I'm talking out of my ass completely. UK could be huge, but I feel like... Xbox is way
1: bigger in UK than it is in Japan. Oh, Xbox is non-existent. They've got no platform there whatsoever. Exactly. they they're got dead. nothing to stand on in Japan. Sony, I think, their biggest market is the US, then it's the UK, and then it's like everywhere else, and then Japan. Damn.
0: Okay. Which is weird, because they're a Japanese company, and I'm trying to think like... Some of the franchises they've had and how well.
1: I think the Switch has already outsold the PS4 lifetime in Japan. Really? At this really? point, yeah, really? probably. What the fuck do like, I know? Close Nick? to. I feel like yeah, PS4 maybe has sold maybe 10 million in Japan, maybe a little bit less. They don't really uh, buy a lot of consoles in Japan. It's mostly handhelds. Well, the, hand, the Sony handhelds did really well over there. I mean, the PSP. Well, I mean, the PSV didn't do well anywhere. <laughs>
0: that well. Yeah, touche, my friend. so anyway yeah i so i ordered that playstation i'm really looking forward to the spider-man game i've been watching every single breakdown video be going that ham on it dude i've been trying to like figure out every little thing a couple things i'm excited for so my first real open world game was spider-man 2 right on on ps2 Mm. i think that a lot of people could probably say the same and it was Unreasonable how good that game was, considering it was a licensed movie title. Yeah, man, Neversoft killed it. One of the best things that they did was the web swinging, and everyone's talked about this, right? That it was, it was all, it was real time physics. It was momentum based, so you're actually swinging, right? Which, which makes it feel like it's so, it's so visceral. You're actually in control, of your character, and you're flying through, and you feel like you, you can really kind of grab Spidey by the balls
1: and do whatever you want, right? Did you play uh, Spider-Man One? I did. I, I feel like I remember you playing that with the where you're swinging and you're just throwing webs into the sky. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super foggy into the fog. You like yeah. against a wall and crawl up. <laughs> yeah. So I, I played Spidey one, but then
0: Spider-Man two, Enter Electro. Played that one. You know, I'm really disappointed that this the new Spider-Man game is not going to have Bruce
1: Campbell narrating. Yeah, because of Sam Raimi with the Bruce Campbell. That's that connection. Spider-Man two is that the one that had the symbiote? Dude, fuck you. What are you gonna be bringing that into our podcast? This is a happy place. Sorry, no, but that was the one with the. Did that have Rhino in it? I feel like there was like some like variation from the movie because I actually never saw Spider Man Two, but there oh, was really? like differences from the movie and like the the game wasn't huge. There? You're, you're fighting Mysterio. You're
0: fighting I think Electro. Yeah, tons of different. I mean, tons of added things. Doc Ock is still right. the big bad guy in Spider Man Two. Right. No, the 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 movie with the Venom, played by Topher Grace those three those three yeah
1: awful hey man I like Sandman in that
0: movie he, dude, right? he was really great he realized he, I mean if and that was initially supposed to be the bad guy but producers you need to add Venom you need to do this you need to do that and Sam Raimi he had to fuck up his own movie although that's still no excuse for the weird emo Spider-Man
1: scene which I know it's, it's fun to hate on that here's the thing though so this upcoming Spider-Man we've got a slew of villains that have been confirmed and been shown in various story trailers and gameplay trailers and what have you. We've got five of what is presumably a Sinister Six with one more mysterious figure, which you can speculate is one of two people basically. But I wanted to get some of your, your, your speculations, your, your vibes, your feelings, your, your predictions. So we've got Vulture, you got Rhino, you got Shocker, you got uh, a Scorpion. Scorpion, yep. Yeah. You got Mr. Negative. Mr. And Negative. And then you've got either Green Goblin or Dr. Octopus. And you've also got Kingpin, who I feel like is going to be his gangs are going to be the, the schmucks that you're fighting on street level. But those are like the main bad guys. Those five plus the six that they've not announced. You've also got confirmed Miles Morales in the game, but not necessarily playable. And you've also got confirmed Mary Jane... Is playable and has these like weird stealth scenes with like her being a a reporter, a photographer for the Bugle. This is so weird to me.
0: So, yeah, Rhino, Vulture, uh, Scorpion like, those are some of the classic characters, right? Gotta be animals. We gotta get some animals in there. Animal Planet. I'm really confused. So, Mr. Negative is a relatively new character from my understanding. Uh, Last decade. You know Spider
1: Man much more than I do. So, I want to say he's
0: last decade. Like, he's
1: seems like a kind of a C tier villain that they're kind of pushing up to be like, oh, so you haven't seen this guy very much, so we have better we have more agency over the character, which is cool. I like when video games do that. And his first appearance was 2008, yeah, Spider-Man 546, which is actually
0: right after I quit reading actually. But I read Spider-Man, I read the big time run a couple years ago and he was he was a part of that. So, so I'm familiar enough with him. But as far as the the Sinister Six, Obviously, it can be Doc. It can be Green Goblin.
1: We have Norman Osborn confirmed. Yeah, we've seen Oscor as like a building, but we don't know. We've seen Osborn, haven't we? Have we not? I think so. I, think we've I feel seen like him. I've I've heard about it. I haven't actually watched too much coverage. I've just heard about what's been shown. Not actually watched what's been shown. Really,
0: we've got we've also got like Taskmaster. Taskmaster, I can't speak. And then we had Black Cat, who's kind of a
1: she's like a mercenary,
0: right? She's like a well, she's a she's a cat burglar. But is she, I don't know if she's, she's not an anti-hero, but she's sort of an oh, I'm antagonist. not thinking of Black
1: Cat. I'm thinking of, uh, what's that girl with the white hair? Silver Sable. Is that Black Cat? Silver Sil- Sable? Yeah, Silver that's Sable. what I'm thinking of.
0: She's also, she's
1: badass. Is she like a hot
0: milf? Yeah, I did. I got a mad crush on her, bro. Um, no, we, so we do have, we do have uh, Norman Osborn confirmed, which means the Green Goblin has to make an appearance here. It would be weird if we didn't get Green Goblin. It would be weird if we didn't get Doc Ock. Venom seems like too much of a stretch for this game. I They're feel like... you like, confirm
1: that there's no symbiote? Okay, so I feel like the symbiote thing... That's enough for an entire sequel. It's just, just symbiote just stuff. Just symbiote. No, absolutely. Give me symbiote with a couple of...
0: Give me the Hobglobin cameo. Give me the, the hobgoblin Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but give me the symbiotes. Give me give me Venom, right? Give me classic Eddie Brock. Give me Carnage. And then one of the
1: ten other ones. Is there one that's called Havoc? Or am I making that up? I have no idea. There's a bunch of random crappy symbiote things. Post-06...
0: I don't. I, I quit reading. You know, so I kind of my knowledge after that is is murky at best. But so Venom does become anti Venom. He gets all white and weird, and he becomes like a legit hero, right? Is Spider
1: Gwen gonna be a playable character in this game?
0: Dude, I don't even know who fucking Spider Gwen is. I don't know what any of that's about. Gwen Stacy, she's alive again. She's Spider Man. I don't fucking know. I've seen the cosplays. That's about
1: it. That's it. I don't know anything. Are we getting like weird variations? Are we getting Spider Verse? I'm okay with it. we you've got Miles Morales. I'm totally okay with it. Totally fine with it.
0: Let's do it. Why not? More Spider-Man, Hell the better. Yeah. And yeah. one of my favorite things growing up and playing those old Spider-Man games is like collecting the outfits, right? So obviously- is Darth
1: Maul going to be in this game? Right. On, on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> no. So here I am- do whatever I can. Down, out,
0: down, 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 down. Fuck. <laughs> no, give me characters to collect. I want outfits and I want characters, all right? Let me play as all the characters. Totally okay with it. Give me a, give me a free roam option where I can be Doc Ock and just fuck shit up. GTA yeah, style.
1: Be, be Green Goblin, fly around. Dude,
0: pl- do that. Give that some. Do that. Hey, do do listen. That. Are you listening to me, Sony? You sons of bitches. Take note. <laughs>
1: You're listening, Insomniac. Yeah, fuck I'm man. losing sleep over this.
0: So let me tell you though, I, I was saying earlier, but I went ham on the on the the analysis videos, trying to determine whether the swinging in the game is going to be up to my fucking standards, and not just my standards of what I know the old game to be, but what I remember the old game to be. Which is that's really what you're
1: aiming for, right? Yeah, you want to surpass the old game in every po- in every possible way because your memory is tainted.
0: Right, 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 right. Like like my memory of the game evolves with me as my tastes and you know sort of the the trappings of a modern video game I, as i get used to those my memory evolves to adapt to my current video game literature right or my my not my liter you know what i'm saying how i interpret my my
1: visual literacy is that what i'm trying to say it's all about context you know what i mean yeah but the movement in this game looks pretty great though just the variety of like you're swinging you're running on walls you're running around buildings. There's, I saw these cool things where using the basically jumping, like super jumping with the, the web, you keep your momentum. So you're trying to like get as fast as you can. And then you can do cool little tricks. There's stunts. I know a lot of it looks really exciting, right? But I'm, I'm very afraid
0: that a lot of those feel like too quick timey, not quick timey, but too cutsceney, right? Like it's like, oh, I'm going to an animation now. So I'm basically just spamming A a lot or X.
1: Or whatever yeah, it is. you have to have that that feeling of agency. That's what makes games good, right? Of
0: course, and so that's what I'm worried about. It was uh, some of the people were talking about. Okay, oh, hey, when you when you when you swing out and you get to the the bottom of your swing, it's this weird cutscene that doesn't go with your m- momentum and it kind
1: of hitches and throws you off. It's not physics based. Uh, why? Because if it was physics based, you'd be like weaving super hard because it's not realistic to swing in a straight line if you're attached to a building on your right side, you know? I'm Unless he's trapezing <laughs> with both hands every time or going into the sky <laughs> like Spider Man one, you know, like it's just it's just not real. It can't be realistic. That's you badass. don't want it to be realistic. You want to be Spider Man. Spider Man's not real. You know? Come on. At the end of the day get I don't you, care get what your head it's out like. Of your ass. <laughs> oh fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> it has to feel it has to feel better than real. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. Ha- it can't be based on physics. I don't care
0: how realistic or how this or how as long as it feels good, I'm yes. fine with it. Yes. Listen, everything that anyone's had to say about it says this game feels great. They're doing things with the open world better where it's like, it's not just, okay, now your map opens up and go to any number of these icons. You don't know what they mean. You do these little, It's it feels natural the way you open
1: the open world, how you progress and, you know. There are two concerns I have, two mm-hmm. sticking points that I feel like they can fail on. Okay. And that is combat and character progression. The combat I've heard compared a lot to Arkham, the Arkham games, the Batman games, which which I never played those games, but I played Shadow of Mordor, which also was compared heavily to the Arkham combat. That's what it is. And that and it was bad. I didn't like the combat at all. It felt really unresponsive. It was one button and it was all context based. It was all context sensitive. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I felt like I didn't have enough agency over my character. It didn't feel good. So I don't like the prospect of that and i'm hoping that it's not as close to that as i've heard it compared and also the progression system it seems like there are these weird little objectives that are kind of randomly thrown at you or like oh do this web bomb 10 times against enemies i just don't like that kind of stuff it's all like weirdly it's pushing me to play in a way that i don't want to play i want to be rewarded for playing the way i'm playing as opposed to push to do other things Right. Like, I want to feel like I'm min maxing. I feel like I want to, I'm breaking the game. Sure. Not like shoveled into this weird path that I don't want to follow.
0: In game design, right? There's a way to, to sort of funnel you, right? And, and force you. Like, I
1: understand the, the reasoning behind it. I understand encouraging doing a variety of things, but I don't want to be like gated from like progress and feeling like I'm getting stronger, which you don't have to, you don't have to like feel like you're getting stronger, but you have to have. They just don't make games like that really that much anymore, where you have all of your abilities from the get go and you just aren't getting better at them. It's more like everything is an RPG, so everything has to be your punches hit for more numbers. Sure. And I'm. Uh- I got a fucking motorbike
0: going out my door here. Boom, boom, boom. There's a way to, I think, in game design, a, f- a way to funnel a player into, into doing new things without not doing the Zelda way, where they literally force you to because your other options have completely disappeared. Right? That I don't think that's good game design. Well, I think, that's
1: that's different because that's not for that's not for combat. That's for like puzzle solving. I'm fine with that because it's no, no, no. I mean the
0: we- the weapon system in, in Zelda, right? Oh, you mean the new Zelda? I thought you were just talking about Zelda. In, no, this, no, in sorry, general. sorry. In yeah, and uh. Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild. Okay. I think that's that is not an uh, effective. It's just I think it's a lazy way of forcing somebody. So doing that, like you said, where it's like, you know, do ten web bombs or like do whatever combo X amount of times to like, that's bullshit, right? Where it should be based on at least in Zelda, it wasn't like get ten kills with this bow. Why well, that would have fucking pissed me off. But also this that'd bow have been, is going to break. Been actually bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I think the weapon system is actually fucking bad, but. No, I agree that in Spider-Man, that if, if that is how they go about character progression, it completely
1: de-incentivizes wanting to play and get better, right? It just depends on how it's implemented. Like, that's just a concern that I have. I don't know how it's actually done, because I haven't played the game, but that's, like, a thing that I'm worried that they can mess up. Sure. Insomniac is really good at moving around as a character. Like, you played Sunset Overdrive, I watched you play, and Ratchet & Clank is fun to move around in, so I, they can totally nail that. It's just the the trappings and the the progression, the the combat that I'm more concerned with.
0: I have a feeling that, I mean, no matter what they do, you're going to hate the combat, Nick. You're, I mean, you're a Souls guy, I think, through and through, right? Where you're used to having all this control.
1: I like Zelda. That was fine combat. I like that. I felt like I had agency over my character. You have punch, you're going to have kick, you're going to have dodge. That's already three times as many button inputs as you have in... Shadow of Mordor. So <laughs> I'm trying to think. I played and really
0: enjoyed Shadow of Mordor. To be honest, I enjoyed the shit out of that game. Was it literally you had attack and you had,
1: you had an attack parry? button and a do- and a dodge button? I think that's it. Dodge or parry? Yeah. yeah.
0: I swear that you had a light and a heavy on your triggers, and then you had your dodge on like B or something. No, your attack was X on the Xbox controller. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's I mean, that's definitely Arkham Combat. And so if that's what this game's doing, then you know I don't think it's going to take away from me. It's not particularly interesting it's the assassin's creed thing right you go
1: in and you just you're spamming one button it just depends on the the emphasis on that in the the gameplay you know if you're spider-man i feel like you're gonna be doing a lot of webbing around the quick time events don't like interest me but they're kind of a it's fine for like a set piece like i wasn't really put off by that in uh, god of war there was some very heavy quick time event kind of cutscene things that's fine that's like a, that's a staple for the series yeah but in Spider-Man, that didn't seem too egregious. That was a really long one that they showed at was at E3 last year, and I was like, "Oh no, they showed way too much cutscene." Mm-hmm. Yeah, quick
0: time for that. I think as far as the character progression system goes, though, like you're gonna get experience points for completing missions and for X amount of enemies killed, right? Like it's gonna be a, more of a traditional. Like you're gonna be able to play however you want, and if you're moving through the game, you're gonna your character's gonna progress. So it's they're not gonna be weird, you know, niche incentives to. To try to unlock new abilities. I, I At least I hope not. But that would strike me as odd. That seems like such a daily way to do it. If you want to build this side of the tree, your skill tree, you have to use those skills, right?
1: And a lot of the games that I've seen it implemented in, it seems like it's buried in a menu system where you don't even know what you're trying to do. It's just, it sort of happens sometimes. You're like, I guess I did enough things to do the thing to get the thing. And it's like, I'm not, that's not a goal that I'm uh, that I'm searching to attain. It's just a, a, a thing flashing in the corner that pops up every now and then. Right. So, I don't know. That's just something that I'm keeping an eye out for, I guess. I'm excited for it either way, and I will be taking a day off work
0: when that game drops.
1: That's my guy. That's to, a, uh, that's a month away, dude. That's like three weeks away. Yeah. I'm excited, That's what, September, September 7th?
0: Yeah. And then we're going to have that, and then we going to have Spyro, which I'm so excited about. Honestly, I just can't wait to dive into Ripto's Rage, dude. I'm going to fucking just
1: blow through that game. God, I love that game so much. You see that uh, Spyro... Only the first game is on the disc and everything else has to be downloaded. You know, so I did see that,
0: and it irked me. I, I fucking hate that. That's, that's the principle of the matter. It's the pr- it's the principle of the goddamn matter. That is right, Nick. You
1: but it's weird, so though, am. because it's not like there are three games on one disc. It's the trilogy. But was it like they they didn't get those games, like, polished up in time for certification? And they just submitted the first one, and everything else is like day one DLC? I just don't understand right or like a day one patch like that's just that's just a weird that's just a weird thing why is it not on switch well it will be it will
0: be right will it it will be they they probably will wanted it? to wait to see how crash did before committing to switch and in, in six months we'll get a switch announcement will it?
1: <laughs> yes yes if crash oh, yeah, did well. i think it will too but dude that's a spyro is a crash was like they kept the size down but spyro is like a 60 gigabyte game
0: <laughs> oh fuck dude
1: for the trilogy, it's like it's big. I don't know if it, exactly how big it is, but it's like it's bigger than the Switch hard drive, which clearly isn't too hard to surpass. But come on, Spyro doesn't have to be over thirty-two gigabytes. That's that's weird. How fucking big is Breath of the Wild? Fourteen
0: gigs, ten. 10 I mean, my god, man, ten or eleven. I think, yeah. Optimization. Ever heard of it? I, I lost. Me- heard of it?
1: <laughs> I lost my train of thought talking about September, talking about Spyro being stoked for Ripto's Rage. Somebody tweeted
0: at one of the, I don't know if it was the developer or somebody, and he basically said, sorry, this is a misunderstanding, and basically was like, all the games will be on the disc. They'll just be a day one patch or something. So so it's less clear than it was based on the, the,
1: the fine print on the, you know, game case. What's well, on the website. Did you see that? No, I didn't see the developer tweeting about it. I feel like that still doesn't clear anything up. Because, yes, all the games will be available, but you're still going to be doing a day one patch that's, like, 20 gigs and downloading the rest of the games. Right. So that's, like, a oh, weird. it's yeah. just a weird thing. It is frustrating.
0: And for me, I know a lot of people, their argument is, well, some people don't have access to good internet. Oh, this is, you know, I have a data cap. It's, like, that's the issue. For me, it's not the internet. Like, whatever, I can download whatever I need to whenever I need to. But for me, it's always, what happens when these servers go down and I can't download the patch? Or I can't download these games, right? I want to have a, a a copy of this game that I uh, physically that I can just pop in on any console
1: and play. You gotta wait till twenty twenty when they put out the Spyro trilogy game of the year edition, man.
0: Right? Well, no. Th- <laughs> Honestly, though, I think to myself, well, even if the all three games were on a disc and something would to happen to the servers and the games weren't available, well, hypothetically, whatever. Oh, I can always pop in my day one copy. Well, you're getting a day one copy of a game, even if all three games are on the disc. You're still gonna have patches. And a day one copy of a game, you know, that ships after it's gone gold is nothing like the game
1: that you're actually playing on day one. Which is why I think it's dumb that games can go gold before being fully done. Like, I feel like they've lowered the standards because they can do day one patches. People saying, oh, patches are a good thing because they were broken games on the Super Nintendo. It's like, well, they had a stricter certification because they couldn't patch them. So, yeah, that's just... It's, it's also it's, it's messed up.
0: This is also something we've talked about, though, is games take longer to develop now than they ever have before, right? Right, yeah, they're bigger. They're getting better games. They need to have the game out by, you know, whatever the date is to hit their shipping or their manufacturing and shipping dates, right? So it's like, I understand that if, if you have to ship it out and it's not
1: completely finished and you still have three months to work on it. They're spending more money to make these games. They're It's a bigger risk. Investors are more involved. They're making way more money. It's just... Uh, it's just spiraled out. It's just grown so much. Yeah. In the, just in the past 10 years even. You see that uh, one of the chief operating officers, or I can't remember what the, Patrick Sutherland of EA just left
0: EA. Is that a good thing or is that a bad
1: thing? I don't know. He was just a, he was a guy. He was the guy at the Nintendo uh, Switch January event last year. The tall, the, the oh, giant man. who yeah. has a son named Luigi. The weird man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was paid $48 million last year. Wow. By EA, and 20 million of it was bonuses, basically like as an incentive to try and keep him. Wow! From like leaving the company, and he just he just left the company like this week,
0: bro. Why would you leave any company tossing millions of dollars your way like that? What what else is he gonna do?
1: Uh, that's anyone's guess. I'm I'm thinking that it might be he's uh, joining up at Microsoft's new studio because they're hiring a bunch of people, hmm. or maybe he's just like being sniped off by Google because they're trying to get into the console game. Like it's anyone's guess. Bro, I right hear about it in a month. If I made
0: 40 million dollars, I would quit everything. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck it, like I ain't fucking going. I ain't working for a big company. There's so many things in this life that you can do to enjoy yourself after you've made that kind of money and never have to work again. I'm not gonna go exactly. wear a fucking suit and tie and go answer to a bunch of fucking other suits while I play fucking puppet master with a bunch of dweebs and ties, you know, beneath. that's dude, I'm going on fucking vacation, bro. I'm making
1: some shit in my underwear, man. $40 million? Yeah, I think he was he was from Dice, and I think he stuck with Dice, but it's like, I don't know, man. I understand giant companies like that, where you're working at one company, but it's also owned by another company, and you're working at that company, too. It's just all... It's a big mess. But he made more money than the CEO of EA. Wow. I don't know how these decisions get made, and... I don't know where this, this man, this weird man is going. But it's just like, that's such a thing. This man made $48 million. And I feel like the entire video game industry was worth that 20 years ago.
0: Right? Dude, I'd be terrified if, if a company had paid me $48 million in a bid to keep me. I would be terrified that leaving would result in my assassination. <laughs> like, I mean, Like, there's
1: so much fucking cash floating around in the ether here. Well, I mean, it was $48 million worth... Of stuff. I don't know how much of it was actually money, but it's like stocks and all these kind of equities, you know?
0: That's just a lot for anyone to invest, and, and to spurn them? There's some billionaire somewhere being like, yeah, fucking, he's next on the list, that son of a bitch. Rich people are fucked up, man. They're all sociopaths. Yeah, he's got a mark on his head. <laughs> and we can do all that kind of, It's just that... you See, I'd be like, if someone gave me $48 million, I would do whatever the fuck they
1: wanted. Yeah, but if you were someone who was worth $48 million, you would also be a sociopath, so... <laughs> fair there you go
0: i mean i I am worth like negative i don't know how many thousands
1: right now and i am still a sociopath that's a that's that's a smaller negative number than it was last year or two years ago is it though you climbing out Eh. you doing okay you you (laughs) want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i am
0: making more money than i ever made before and yet i'm still somehow as broke as i've ever been thank you student
1: loans and medical debt
0: yep Well, let's let's move on here. I want to talk about one last thing here before we go. Just because it was big in our sphere,
1: right? And it's something that I followed. I think it was pretty big in everyone's sphere. Anyone's like invested in video game coverage. I feel like this is like a, this is a thing.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. When I say our sphere, I mean video games, right? I wanted to specify that it wasn't
1: just like you and me
0: and our chucklehead
1: friends. Oh, fair, (laughs)
0: fair. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast of all the other game related podcasts, you've absolutely heard about the Philip Muse and IGN plagiarism uh allegations as he called them <laughs> as oh I gosh. air quote, the allegations, okay? So, so to recap, IGN releases a review for Dead Cells, a uh, motion twin game. Mm. Which
1: has been out already for like a year, uh, like you you mentioned earlier. It's it was on early access for for PC, right? I think it was a I think it was a Kickstarter game too. I'm not entirely sure, but it yeah, it's soft launched like that a year or or maybe a little more than that ago, right? I, I think it was a little bit more than a year ago. I feel like it was yeah. beginning of last summer that I played it.
0: So it's officially released. A YouTube reviewer by the name of Boomstick is that right? Is that Boomstick? Boomstick Gaming, yeah. Posted this video saying, IGN plagiarized my Dead Cells reviews, help, what do I do? And this, you know, this is now, I mean, it's got, I think, 2 million views on that video.
1: I didn't even check that. Yeah. Last time I saw it was like at because it showed up in my recommended views. Right. On YouTube. So, like, I feel like that got to a lot of people via the YouTube algorithm, because it got shared on Reddit. It was like, it was everywhere, you know? Right. Big kerfuffle. Let me me pull this up here. I want to know what the view count is as of... The 14th of August,
0: yeah. I wonder if he took the video down. Oh, no, no, no. It's so it's no, it's got 1.2 million views.
1: That's still a lot for a channel that had like he had like 10,000 uh subscribers last I checked. Yeah, I mean, 11,000, I think. And you know, some of his videos have sub a
0: thousand views, right? right? Um, and some of I mean, some of his he does really well based on the content, right? Some of his Monster Hunter stuff, his Dark Souls stuff, you know, 100,000 views, 200,000 views. Yeah, I get those niche audiences. It's so weird, like, so his. Monster Hunter World Tips Guide, like he does one that's all
1: fourteen weapon playstyles, that's got one point eight million views. That that shows that that's SEO, that's that's a niche audience. Those are the type of videos that that get the clicks. The internet catches
0: wind of this, compares the work, it's very clearly not just derivative, right? It's clearly the guy word for word, paragraph for paragraph, went through and then rearranged each sentence, took out the big words he didn't quite understand. Right? Yeah, thesaurus style. Right, right. He, he reverse engineered using a thesaurus how to make this sound dumber. Which I've never seen anybody do. You, you plagiarize something and you somehow
1: make it sound fucking worse. You want to be fast and fluid with your plagiarism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. Everybody does that. Quick and
0: wet. No, so a couple takeaways from this, you fucking goob. <laughs> so, first of all, IGN is I think reacted appropriately you know IGN used to be the big bad of the gaming industry right everyone hated IGN they still do which I don't get I think IGN there are a lot of really great personalities over there a lot of really
1: great talented writers dude when you're at the top of the mountain everyone's gonna throw stones that's just the way it works I guess it's true
0: but I mean there's some of my favorite people in the games media I mean Per Schneider is just a fucking treasure pairs of gem. I mean, he's I mean, come on, man. Pair Can you imagine Senate. how many people
1: would leave that company if he left?
0: I mean, Pear Schneider is the glue that keeps it together, man. Yeah. Without a doubt. So they they took it down, they released this thing saying we're investigating this. We take this very seriously. Like, I love that when a company, instead of coming out and saying, Oh, we're reviewing it, but blah blah blah, we make excuses, like no, they came out and said This is not okay. We'll
1: investigate it. And the the next day they fired him. I don't know when that comparison video, I don't know when Boomstick posted that, but I remember seeing it catch traction that night after like the embargo lifted, like it was like eight or nine o'clock. Right. So it's not like anyone was at work, you know, like tending the fires. It was just like, I saw in the Reddit thread, the, uh, the uh, reviews editor, Dan Stapleton was like, he commented in the thread, like. Yeah, I know. It was like clearly he's like everything's on fire, and I have to go through and check this this workout, and this puts into question all of his past reviews. Yep. and like know, it was a big thing. And then obviously there's the Kotaku article that Jason Schreier posted Fucking that night. Schreier, listen, dog just on it. <laughs> so
0: let me get through the rest of this here, and then and then we'll kind of break this down because there there are a few things i want to say about it and i feel vindicated in, in some ways and i feel i don't know obviously this is a frustrating situation because now now obviously his his other reviews have been called into question right and they found similarities in like three other reviews going back to his youtube channel
1: yeah the the ones i saw if you want to get specific i saw that he had copied from an engadget review right a nintendo life review and even some stuff from like wikipedia and like, not even reviews, but like news stories and stuff like that. When you plagiarize something like this, right? This is not, it's not a, a first one-time time thing. It's not no. a first thing. Yeah. This
0: is, yeah, it's, he's absolutely done it. So a couple things here. First of all. Oh, I forgot. He, so he, he released a response video. That, oh I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get that out. Before, I'm assuming you
1: watched it before it got taken down. No, I didn't watch it. I didn't I I didn't want to. It was okay. It's so cringy. I couldn't even watch. I didn't watch any of his channel before he got hired. It was like, it was unwatchable for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, you're not a YouTube guy, right? You, you don't consume that kind of content anyway, but not generally, no. There's a few like exceptions, obviously, but like that's not really my, my style, right? So, he released a
0: video saying, again, he, he addressed quote unquote the IGN plagiarism allegations, and he did this really weird non apology where he said, He can't, we, we said, I'm really sorry but this is a misunderstanding and I take full responsibility for this, but this is a misunderstanding. I didn't intentionally do it. I'm sorry. I take responsibility. It was unintentional. doesn't make yeah, fucking sense. I saw sense. some
1: like people like basically like transcribing it and he like gave props to Boomstick, but didn't apologize to no. him for like stealing no. his work. Like good job. You, you
0: did my work. <laughs> well, he was basically like, oh, dude, that was the worst part. That fucking set me off, dude. So, cause I tweeted about it. And I probably said some some bad things that if I ever run for political office, this will definitely fuck me over. Well, I basically was like, I think I called him a cunt or something. Pardon my language, but... I mean, he so he he comes out with this non apology. He monetizes the video knowing it's going to get a fuck ton of views. He completely denies any actual... You know, he doesn't take any responsibility. I'm just like, dude, fuck this guy. So yeah, the, the apology is basically that. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I didn't do anything. And then he... Calls out Jason Schreier You know Oh that's so not the case Like I dare you I dare you to find Other examples I dare you So he fucking did Finds four examples I fucking dare you yeah. And then Yeah He's like Boomstick It wasn't just like Like he gave him weird advice He was like Boomstick man You're doing really great You just keep doing What you're doing And you are gonna make it man Like it was so weird It was pathological man It was It was so cringy It was It was hard for me to watch And it made me fucking mad of course, later that night or the early the next morning, he deleted the video. I, I'm assuming not just because of the backlash. I'm assuming legally he probably can't talk. He he probably breached some some
1: sort of uh, contract with IGN by by posting that video. Potentially, yeah. That's that's really messy. When I don't know if they have that in their contracts when they they hire like right. having the. It's just really messy to fire a person, you know, and like what a severance was and like all this kind of stuff. Like, was he promised a a certain period of work and all this kind of stuff?
0: Well, I mean, it's really bizarre. if you're fired for a cause, I mean, you, there's nothing you're gone. I mean, you've got no legal ground, right? So you, there's nothing. There's probably no severance. There's probably, it's just, you're gone and your contract's terminated because you breached the contract or the, the, the terms of the agreement, right? Yeah. So, so a couple of things now that we kind of, kind of recap that not that anyone needed it. Right. But so I followed Philip going back probably, f-
1: I mean, 18 months ago, maybe maybe like switch launch. Cause that's what I remember him like getting big over, yeah. Or like when he when he was picked for NVC and like being the Nintendo editor. I remember like comments being like, "Oh yeah, this is like his past. Like he was a, a YouTuber. He got most of his notoriety because he got like a few switches early and did like a giveaway, and that's how he got a lot of followers and that kind of stuff. Typical typical YouTube stuff, right? In my opinion. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny though how
0: how things happen for him because. It happened so quickly. I remember literally finding him when he had like a thousand followers. I mean, it was, it, was no, it was literally nobody. And what I really liked about him was that the production value of his videos was really high. He had great camera work and he had these really cool transitions and he was a flashy editor. And as a video editor, I kind of appreciated some of the stuff he did. Of course, to speak more to that. Was it a million jump cuts between each breath? <laughs> a fucking YouTube status. So, we we corresponded on Twitter via DMs
1: back in October 2017. That was before he got hired, wasn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. Well before, I believe.
1: He got hired like, well, not well before. He got hired like November, I think. No, he got hired in 2018, didn't he? No, he got hired last year. Oh, wow. His first MVC, I think, was November. So, I would imagine he got hired like a week before that. I went. I went back and I looked. You are right we because found his first MVC. So we corresponded over uh,
0: some video editing stuff. Actually, basically, he asked me what I what I edited with, and we were talking about some VFX stuff. And you know, I was curious about some of the stuff he did in his videos. Uh, and so, he, so he sent me some stuff. He was like, "Hey, wish I could," uh, you know, blah blah blah. And I just said, "Appreciate the help, blah blah blah. Keep kicking ass." That was ten seventeen seventeen. And he did, he got hired right after this because I remember going back to like type him a message to be like, hey man, congrats. And then I didn't do it. We talked. Yeah, I don't, you don't know, you know, you the, know guy. the guy. That's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. But it was cool because I'd seen him going back a year, right? I'd seen him since the Switch launch and had followed his stuff and and then whatever. So, and I liked him. I liked his YouTube channel fine, right? As soon as he got hired at IGN, absolutely couldn't stand,
1: absolutely couldn't stand his shit. Yeah, I kind of pulled back the curtain a little bit. He seemed like he was a lot better at scripted stuff than he would be at... Actually, having a real conversation. No, I mean it's easy to script stuff when you're just lifting other people's scripts, right? Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he
0: was fucking great at that. Anyone could do that, right? No, I mean actually, like performing and like doing the the read. Yeah, and I think and he did fine. And I, like I said, I'm still subscribed to his YouTube channel. Probably shouldn't be at this point, but um, well, I cou- will he post again? Like, what is he gonna do? You know, I think there are bigger, much, much bigger examples of people. You know, in in bigger industries plagiarizing and then bouncing back with a vengeance it's i can't think of any that's just i'm really bad at names uh but colin moriarty was talking about you know there's somebody big and i think maybe as a historian or philosopher plagiarized this huge thing and then came out like four or five years later and had like a best-selling book based on this research or whatever and it and maybe that's like a niche example right or like it's like a it's a one-off
1: kind of thing but like that sounds like a one-off and i don't know in that example was it like a a a history of plagiarism because it's it's become very clear that this person has not like earned he didn't earn a station and there's many examples of him plagiarizing everyone
0: (laughs) yeah he
1: just fucked his life up i
0: mean he's not gonna be able to go anywhere and get a job people are gonna google philip mucin and it's gonna be fucking you know his honesty integrity his professional he's not
1: gonna write anything no, he won't be in this industry. I mean, he could probably he could make he could come back on YouTube. I mean, PewDiePie is still on YouTube. You know, he he could come back on YouTube because
0: you know, going through the comments in that video, none of them were negative. Everyone was saying, "Hey, we we
1: believe you that it was a misunderstanding." Those are two completely different buckets. People who like follow like IGN and Kotaku and like. Game journalists, quote unquote, yeah, and then people who follow like YouTubers, like that's just a very different kind of community.
0: Maybe just because I consume both kinds of content and I follow all these people, kind of independently of their, you know, their bubble, right? I just look at I look at the facts and say, "Oh, this guy fucking plagiarized! What a smarmy piece of shit!" Like I'm not gonna watch him anymore. That people would so blindly be like, "Oh, no worries, we understand. You it was a mistake." And I'm wondering to myself, do people really not? understand that plagiarism is not copying something word for word. That's not what plagiarism is. Plagiarizing is presenting someone else's idea as one's own. So so by reading another person's review and transcribing it slightly differently is fucking plagiarism. It is dishonest. It's and here's the thing. As someone who as a young man plagiarized a thing or two, you know? That's how I got through a lot of my courses way back in the day, right? Who didn't copy somebody's homework in high school, right? So I, I get I get the temptation to do it, right? I understand that. It's the easy way out, right? But when it comes to something on, on such a scale, and at this age, being a grown-ass man, knowing that- With a kid. Does he have a kid?
1: Yeah. Oh, God. That's Yikes. why they sent him to New York for the Labo coverage. They sent him and his kid. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yep.
0: You- <laughs> Yikes! Just and just knowing the stakes personally—not not to not to speak of what would happen if you get caught, right—and how that impacts the company and all these innocent people who are going to be dealing with this for years. Every right. single video IGN releases, and the next fucking five years, someone's going to fucking make some smart comment about plagiarism, and it's not fair to a lot of really great people and a lot of you know solid professionals who this is how they make their living are not going to have to deal with this and suffer the consequences for this smarmy asshole's actions. But, uh, personally, it's like, dude, you have the dream job that you got because you started making videos in your underwear. You literally won the fucking lottery, bro. And, and, in in 12 months, you go from being nobody to starting a YouTube channel to being the fucking Nintendo editor at the biggest game outlet
1: ever. It's a, it's a very foolish thing that he did. Definitely just God. lit his job on fire. I just... Bro, that sucks, man. It fucking sucks. You're a fucking yeah, that's, an idiot. That's super shitty. All over reviews, which you don't have to be a good writer to write a review. It's not like you have to do a bunch of research. He did too much research, clearly. He was looking at other people's work. Like, just to, just write your thoughts on, like, is it good? <laughs> Are you having fun? <laughs> this is also a state of mind or a, I don't know, This is something I'm
0: familiar with. And I get this way oftentimes, even when you and I talk about things and you're talking about a game I don't know and I'm trying to like, oh, how do I have a conversation about something you know, I don't know enough about, X, X type of game or this genre to like have a nuanced conversation about it. So you kind of have to b- bullshit your way through or, or you ask a lot of questions. I think f- this guy, you know, he showed time and time again on the podcast, which I quit listening to NBC, maybe three episodes into Philip. I'd never... I didn't listen to a single entire episode after Philip signed on. And I didn't listen to a full episode until this week when Philip was gone. Okay? <laughs> Which sucks because NBC was one of my favorite podcasts. I love Nintendo. And I love Parrish Schneider. I I loved Jose Otero. I fucking miss that guy. That guy was mm. fucking great. The
1: internet hated him. Don't know why. Thought he was awesome. I was mixed on Jose. But that's like, that's just a personal opinion. Yeah? Sure, sure. But I mean, at least Jose was, a- he was a good guy who loved what he did and he was He was a very competent host at least. And that yeah. was very clear that once they had Philip, that he wasn't very good at hosting. No, he wasn't very good at like directing the, offers, the conversation, and that becomes a, a very apparent thing when you have a panel of four people week after week, and there wasn't really much improvement being shown.
0: Right, especially an all star fucking panel, right? When you get some of the guys up there, mm-hmm. it, you know,
1: Brian Altano, especially is just like, you know, very gregarious fellow, very good at doing a podcast.
0: Yeah, and I wish he would he would just host NBC going forward. But anyway, I I, I digress. Phillips showed on that sh- on NBC Weekly that he had no opinions. He didn't know enough about the job he was doing, about the hobby he supposedly was so passionate about. He didn't mm-hmm. know anything. So he didn't have anything to contribute. He couldn't sit there and have a conversation about, this is why I like this game, this is why I don't like this game, or I had fun playing. And he he was a fucking... He was a fucking airhead, man. And so when he goes to write
1: the review... Yeah, he's was like, very, very milk toast was the kind of vibe toast. I got. Yes. I didn't, I didn't want to like... I had a hard time being hard on him as as far as like forming an opinion on him right away because I tried to put myself in that position like imagine if I had like blown up over 6 months on YouTube and then got hired by the largest gaming outlet in the world and had to host their live podcast like I would probably be not very good at hosting either and yeah. I didn't know like that's a, that's a tough thing to try and imagine but like you said he didn't have an opinion on anything and that stayed the same throughout his entire tenure there and it there are very few examples of him like relaxing and becoming like a person right and whenever that happened i was like oh my god thank like finally they're having like a regular conversation and not like him being really bad at transitioning between things and corralling the people back on topic or what have you right and even when he was giving impressions on like previews of a review that he had posted or like him talking about doom and like he's like oh yeah you know it was, it was like really it was really great and like no, it wasn't great. You gave it a seven. You can't say great. Great's eight. And like, oh, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, like, because they have like their, their, what do you call that? Their, their, their rubric right. for their reviews and they try to follow and they're trying to like keep it on the line. It's like just to keep the conversation legitimate. Cause right. it's really easy to talk crap about a game that you liked. And it's really easy to like make it sound like you, you hate a game when you actually scored it a different way based on the actual qualities that it has. Right. But he was just really bad at talking about games and he would regurgitate kind of the same sort of phrasing a lot.
0: Same fucking platitudes that just didn't mean anything. I was perfectly happy to see that he's gone. It sucks that he's taken a bunch of people, not down with him, but impacting as many people as he is on his fucking, as he fucking Hindenburgs his way out of the industry, you know? (laughs) So it's a bummer, but I feel vindicated that, hey, man. I haven't liked this guy all year and it just goes to show that he—he is now definitively proven that he has no fucking opinion. He, he, he's not capable of forming a, a, an opinion and being a competent professional in this industry. And so, you know what? Good riddance. Um, I hope it's the last we fucking hear of him. And, uh, you know, shouts to NVC. Hopefully they, uh, you know, they find a new host and we don't ever have to worry about this kind of bullshit again. So, that, that was a real controversy, right? It wasn't fucking GamerGate. It wasn't fucking Colin Moriarty sh- shitting all over
1: himself. Yeah, I don't know if you saw any other like I saw some other stuff just on Twitter and seeing people interacting with each other. But like, there was Boomstick. He was in the, the mentions for like Colin posting about it, I, th- I think. And it was like, I don't really want the guy to be fired. I just want him like to apologize and to, like give credit where credits due. So like, even even he was like, this isn't me like raising my pitchfork. Like he right. was very. Oh, I'll, I'll let the internet do that. That's fine. So I thought that was that was very honorable of him to have that stance and not be like super indignant about it. Just be like, yo, just can I get credit? This happened. I'm just letting, <laughs> letting everyone know that this happened.
0: So I'm going to take a page out of uh, Mr. Durheim's playbook here and say, I don't think that true altruism exists, right? Oh, he already got the
1: benefit of... Like you said, he had 1.2 million views on that, that video.
0: No, I'm saying... I No, I, I I think this guy is a very intelligent individual. And that was a very calculated response on his part. Knowing that he got the traction already. Knowing that Philip was about to lose his job. Knowing the shitstorm that he
1: caused. Clearly, it's a smart move. But people yeah. also make dumb dumb moves. You know? He could yeah. easily be like a, a dirtbag and be like... Yo, where's mine? Let's take this guy down.
0: Sure. I, and I I think... Based on the verbiage in his initial post, I think that if this had gained, you know, little traction, and I think his response would have grown.
1: You keep pounding the walls, you keep shaking the cage. Ah, well, all that remains reference. I love it. But also, there was another thing that I saw uh, in the the Twitter mentions of Jason Schreier from either the initial article or like one of his follow-ups, but basically... It was like him talking about like this guy getting the a very highly sought after position at at the biggest gaming outlet, you know, being the Nintendo editor, right? During like a high point Nintendo's like coverage, and in the mentions, Alana Pierce, who also just left IGN recently, mm-hmm. said that they had contacted other people, but their 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 offer for their payment was not high enough, so they're not offering enough money to to certain people, or either that or like. They're trying to, like, snipe people from other outlets or, like, that kind of stuff. IGN is? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, it's, like, they're based in San Francisco. That is an expensive place to live. Yeah. Like, top two in the country. The cost of living is extremely high there all around. So, you got to pay them very well. I don't know how they operate there. Like, I, like you could offer somebody 80K
0: a year and that's... You're Not poor. Enough. You're poor. Yeah. You're, you, you have four roommates and you're living on fucking Top Ramen at $80,000 a year. <laughs> How fucked yeah. up is that? You know? So I so that that makes perfect sense to me is you know, they're probably
1: offering Philip probably made forty thousand dollars a year, right? Which No, more than has to be more than that. You couldn't even you couldn't pay rent on forty thousand a year in San Francisco. How fucked up is that, dude? That's so fucked up. Like the up. average rent is like four thousand dollars like a person. That's insane. So like that's that's like fifty K in rent right there. That's unbelievable, man. Unless, Unless you want to live like a county over <laughs> Well, that's what a lot of people do. They have a two-hour
0: commute, you know? They have a commute and they've got fucking roommates and that's, you know, but I just feel like a guy like that's not making, uh, you know, it's also why they went and found a nobody from YouTube. They they show him four or five K or 40 or 50 K and he's all over that, right? If they really wanted experience, I I just think by hiring him, it it was more about saving money than it was keeping that brand strong. They're not going to make that mistake twice. Just, you know what? I know Pear's got a lot going on. Just make him the... Just He needs to run the Nintendo things. I am I know he can't, but that's my dream. Yeah.
1: They they, they want to have a dedicated person, and that, that makes sense. Like, I don't think they have a dedicated Sony person, but at least they have, like, a usual, like, host for their, their podcasts, and I don't really, like, pay attention to their re- reviews that much, but it makes sense for them to have, like, a guy right for each of the platforms. It at does. least, like... Primarily, I think Nintendo sticks out for that because they have so many first-party games that people like really, really care about. Right. Sony does also, but you can kind of shop that out a little bit more. Well, I don't know. That's it's interesting. I don't really need to speculate on how IGN should run their business. They're clearly a a giant corporation that's owned by another giant corporation. Right. So
0: it just so I think what interests me is just now as I am sort of part of a growing company in my own industry, right? And mm. you know, I'm and I'm right there pretty much behind the scenes seeing how a company like, like this is sort of run and so it's just interesting to me to know kind of... Kind of seeing the parallels? The positives and the negatives. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a dark side and there's a reason. Oh, Now now when I see some of these things happening and not, not the plagiarism thing necessarily, but just some you know, like Alana leaving and just, I don't know, some of these things, I just, like I get it now on a level I didn't understand not having been a part of that infrastructure mm-hmm. um, and, and been privy to the decision making that so obviously on a much smaller scale than something like that. And not but to it,
1: mention all these like people are very public and like forward-facing personalities. Like they're... Right. Who they are is is their job also. Right. Not just what they do. Yeah.
0: So it's 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 interesting just to see and, and knowing kind of probably what's happening behind the scenes to cause all this turmoil and, you know, whatever. It, I mean, it is what it stuff. is. But, mm-hmm. you know, that was our drama for the week. There'll be something new next week, I'm sure. Uh, inevitably this week we'll hear something new you know but anyway I think that's gonna do it for the pod we've been talking for about two hours yeah
1: we've done a good job
0: you know we're pretty and, good at this uh, having a conversation do, having, a chat, it, okay.
1: having a chat having a, having a talk talk
0: talk having a talk talk so this week I am tentatively oh, I'm gonna cut this out if it doesn't happen I'm gonna have a buddy of mine on uh, we're probably just gonna stay late at work one night and just hammer out he wants to talk Red Dead really badly and I think you know that'd be cool Talks about some Red Dead. He's a huge rock star guy. I mean his his right. first GTA was his first game he ever bought on his own, and Red Dead's one of his favorite games ever. And you know, uh, I actually just loaned him my X-Bone so he could go. He went out and bought a copy of Red Dead so he could you know download and play on the yeah, Xbox.
1: compatibility. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so I think we're gonna do that, and then you and I are gonna record again. Hopefully Saturday night, I'll be up in town filming a little 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 shindig. That'd be cool. That'd be, that'd be nice. Uh, and we can just get together afterward and, you know,
1: bang it out. Mm. Although, provided we have something new to talk about in five days. Well, I mean, we also didn't even touch on what we've been playing. Holy shit. We could do a whole podcast based on that. Yeah, probably. By Saturday, I'll have, I'll have played
0: more than just Skyrim. I don't believe you. Maybe. Well, that's <laughs> a story for you. Saturday, my friend. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been the old uh, the old Concert Crusade podcast. We, we 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 came, we saw. There's a big old Godzilla on your fucking thing right behind you. That was my uh, that's my Godzilla. That's the thing. It's right next to a, a hand painted Mario Nutcracker. Yeah, they're both
1: uh, gifts.
0: Right. I, I, I recognize both of them. I just I've been staring at it the whole time and not realizing that's just a giant fucking Godzilla
1: <laughs> sitting up there. Also got my Breath of the Wild map there too. I see that. See that? I, I, I do. See I Death remember. Mountain.
0: I remember how many hours got poured into that thing back and forth between the two of us trying to like uh, dial things in. I still appreciate
1: you for that border. That border, primo. The the outlines. So so for context, as
0: we don't wrap up the pod, apparently. (laughs) uh, Last year, after Breath of the Wild, Nick, you spent a ton of time making a very, very high resolution custom Breath of the Wild uh, game map, right? And I think what you did, did you literally screenshot... And stitch screenshots from the game together
1: no i had you do that to get the uh get the outlines border. of each of the the regions mm, right but I, I already had a a high-res like ripped from the game okay and you went through
0: and made your own custom icons so that you could place just the specific icons that you wanted like fountains shrines and what towers. else towers okay
1: yeah and then I, I labeled the towns and the the regions yeah, god dang, man. That was that was a lot of work. That was when, I think before
0: we started the podcast, but we were Skyping every day while we both kind of just worked on our own things and
1: talked now, shit. we had the podcast. We recorded our first podcast at the end of 2016. <laughs> oh, we never sort of posted
0: that. You're right.
1: Dude, we've been doing this podcast for every year. We're only 28 episodes in,
0: 28 official episodes in. That number is okay. probably closer to 35 episodes.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. We've recorded way but, more than we've posted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But anyway... Our first, our first podcast was January fourth of twenty seventeen. Official podcast, yeah,
0: uh, but I think we recorded yeah as early as is August. It was the first one we did on Skype, and then you came down in October. Maybe we did the live. Well, I think one. it was
1: after everyone had moved out of my old place, and it was like that was like September or October. That's when you came down to me, right? But no, because I, I have pictures, Nick. Of you
0: remember that pizza reveal? You just had like two pizzas in the bed, and you scooted yeah. back, and there's two full pizzas on the bed. I have a picture yeah. of that. That was when we were still, you know, we were still we we're chatting, and we had rec- uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah. It's been a long time. We're here. We're keep keeping it going. And you know what? I may be living in Portland again, full time, working up there. If if that if, happens, <laughs> we have no excuse, zero excuse. I'm gonna if I move to Portland, Nick. Like if I move to Portland, I don't know where I'm gonna live yet. But my goal is to be somewhere where I can have myself a little studio, and an office space, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll just you know the man cave, the studio, the office space, separate entities.
1: I don't know how this is feasible. Portland rent is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> the The cave and the the studio's got to be all in one. Two facets of the same of the same gem. Well, maybe the the office and the cave, and then I'll make the old uh, the garage, the studio, all my
0: gear, a green screen, a light setup. Gear
1: electric drum kit
0: my electric kit which is, uh, maybe this is for saturday it's for saturday we'll, i'm hitting my mic we'll talk about this saturday anyway this has been the console motherfucking crusade we're getting the fuck
1: out of here adios muchachos uh, Magooch. maguish <laughs>
0: maguish <laughs> okay uh jumbo wombo i ain't stopping nothing you motherfucker